So obviously you've heard the case of Maura Murray. Yep. Um, because we tried to do this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it all just deleted on us. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was um a fun experience. So we're gonna try this one more time. See if this works. If this doesn't oh. work, just throw the laptop. If out this the doesn't <laughs> work, um, I'm abandoning this project. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Miss Matuzak, but I've never understood when YouTubers get upset. Like all my footage got deleted. I've. I mean, I understood it, but now I can understand. Yeah, now I it. understand like, their wow, pain. This shit's horrible, and this was only audio. Yeah. Wow. Like, imagine if you go, like, go something, and you're like, wow. And, oh, and you that's ca- caught, like, crucial evidence, and yep. it's just gone. Yep. I-, I think I would just... Yeah. yeah. So, if anybody is interested in purchasing microphones that don't work, hit me up. Um, <laughs> you got the plug. <laughs> hit me up, because I have I bought two of them, and they just don't work, apparently. Or I'm just dumb, and I didn't know how to use it. This is actually a therapy session. No, not actually. A, not, a, not a case review. Anyways. So... This is the case of Maura Murray. She disappeared in New Hampshire a while ago. That jump scares me. I'm going to cry. It, it will. It will eventually. What is it? It's a game. It's a pretty... No. No. Well, it's it's here just randomly ready to jump scare while the podcast is going. Greetings, everyone. Is this an actual game? Or is it a video? Okay. No, we'll just go. Okay. 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 Oh. oh, Josh Hutcherson is in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's got... so hot. Why is everyone saying that? Because he is. He was in The Hunger Games, at least. Okay, to me, I don't see it. In The Hunger Games, he oh, was. Oh, Riley, someone's moving. Lights are flickering. Uh-oh. Who's going to give me... I'm going to say Bonnie. Bonnie's going to Okay, Riley, we got to pay attention I'm now. Paying attention. Okay, so this is my guest, Riley Oliver. I really yeah, appreciate her coming on the podcast. You guys can find this podcast hopefully anywhere on Apple and Spotify. And keyword, yeah, keyword hopefully. Um, can't confirm it yet. And this is Jack. Oh, and that's Jack, but he's just Jack. Um, Salutations. <laughs> so let's get started now. I'm going to start this podcast in the best spot. The middle! That wasn't even scary, Jack. Well, no, you need well, the audio for it. And you need, it, and you need to be playing it. If it's an immersive. I'm surprised it was Freddy. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's start at 7.27 p.m. on February 9th, 2004. Neither. I wasn't even alive yet. Neither was I. Really? I thought you were, like, old. Yeah, I know. 2004. You were 2005. I'm old for both of you, and I was 2005, so. Yeah. Good good for you, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so 59-year-old Faith Westham... Westman? Westman? Was it the bus driver? Faith, no, this is not the bus driver. This is the old lady. Um, so, Faith Weston, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, called Gafton County Police Department to report a car accident on Route 112 outside her home near the border of Bath and Haven Hill, New Hampshire. The dispatcher, Rhonda Marsh, sent out an officer to investigate the report. That's going to pick up on the audio, Riley. What? Is, oh. <laughs> you're doing that. Clean with a goddamn paper cone, eh? I'm sorry. Give me a fidget spinner. Okay. Something. Roughly 15 minutes later, at 7:42, police receive another phone call. This time from a school bus driver named Butch Atwood. He, Butch. yep. Um, <laughs> he called in saying that there had been an accident where a young woman had collided with a tree on Route 112 in Woodsville. Atwood described it as. A quote, you got a small car motor vehicle accident. He hit a pine tree. Airbag is deployed. End quote. 
It is important to note that Atwood made this phone call multiple minutes after seeing and interacting with the scene. Some people find it weird that he said he when Atwood claimed to have spoken with the victim. Atwood then switched from saying shh. Atwood then switched Jack. You distract me. Atwood then switched. <laughs> Atwood then switched to say that it was a woman in the car. Some sources say that Butch Atwood even offered to take her to his house. She declined this offer. Hmm. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a picture of Butch. No, the few you times I've all... been offered a drive home, that's a no go for me. Yeah, especially uh, from a man that you don't know. Well, here's the thing. A lot of trafficking methods nowadays use women because women are seen as, like, they wouldn't do that to another woman. Why would they? Yeah, that's fair. Um, but this is a picture of Butch. You can all look him up. Issues. Trust no one because everyone sucks equally. Yeah, even though I literally just drove you home today. Okay, well, we <laughs> grew up together. That's a little different. Yeah, that's fair. I drove you home in my mom van. Yep. Okay. So, Butch Atwood... This is a picture of him, Riley, so you know. Everyone, you can look Mr. him up. Mr. Mustache! He has, like, a handbar mustache, I think is how you would describe I it. I feel like he would be, like, Santa Claus if he went hardcore and joined uh, a little bit English and joined a motorcycle gang. Yes. Like, I could see him on a Harley with, like, the handlebars all the way up here. For sure. But this is actually... Like just a little red bandana and leather jacket. Right? All right. Now, at 4... At 7.46 p.m., the first responder arrives at the scene... But no one was there. The mysterious woman that had been reported moments earlier was gone. <gasps> I know. When inspecting the car, the windshield was cracked, the doors were locked, and the airbags were deployed. There was a red substan- substance around the car, but upon further further investigation, it was just the a busted box of wine the victim had purchased earlier that day. Upon further investigation, the police found out that this missing girl was 21-year-old Maura Murray from Massachusetts. She was attending the University of Massachusetts in Amherst, Mass, as a nursing student. As police examined the car closer, they found that a rag had been stuffed in her car's tailpipe. Tailpipe. English is hard. Yeah, it really is. Um, So if you guys can't figure that out already, um, that's not normal. Really? You don't have rags shoved in your tailpipe? Yeah, no, you don't want that. Why not? Like, I feel like, you know, it collects the emissions so they don't go into the ozone layer, you know? Really environmentally friendly. You know what? Sure. It's a um, so, <laughs> I looked up, why would someone do this? Suicide. Uh, maybe that. Um, so, here's my first theory that I found. Um, you can use a ra- uh, rag to check if there's an exhaust leak. Did she pull over on the side of the road, maybe, put that in the exhaust pipe to check, and then continued driving. Continued driving that day. And when she crashed, she just... It was in there because she ha- for, happened to forget to do that. To take it out. Okay. Well, that's a possibility. But sh- your car wouldn't start if you had put it in in there. It would... Be like, no, no. Yeah. Her, it would not have started. It wouldn't have worked. It... There'd be there'd be no reason why this could have happened because it would have stalled. And even if it didn't stall, normally the force of the exhaust would blow it out. Mm-hmm. So how would she be driving with that? Okay, fine. Like Riley said earlier, someone might do this to commit suicide. Or storage. Nowhere else to put the cloth? Why not in your exhaust pipe? 
No, that, no. <laughs> Why not? Someone might try to do this to commit suicide. How would this work? If you block the tailpipe, then you are not allowing the dangerous gas and carbon monoxide to exit the car, making it very dangerous. Because obviously you can't inhale it. Or she's just like an adrenaline junkie living life on edge, you know? No. <clears throat> Some people do that. No. No one does that, really. You don't? No. Do you? Oh. Next. Moving on. You do that often? Oh, yeah. No, every day. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have a car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, oh, let's see, where, where was I? Suicide. Yeah. Mm. So, also, her car was known for having a backfire. So, did she stuff the tailpipe so the police wouldn't pull her over? Again, with the same thing, it would have blown out. It would, the exhaust would have blown it out. It would have stalled. It wouldn't have worked. But that is a theory on the internet right now. I don't think it's a good theory. I don't think it's a plausible theory. That's just me. Agreed. But yeah, the car was packed as if she was going on vacation. The car was packed with clothing, toiletries, some of her textbooks from school, printed directions to Burlington, Vermont. Some points to notice. I did look up the route from U from University of Massachusetts to Burlington, Vermont. It does not go through Benton, which is the town she crashed in. It is it has absolutely no reason why you would go that way unless you took a right off the highway when you were supposed to go left. But even then, Benton is almost an hour away from that point. Okay, she would have noticed. Yes, this is so MapQuest era. So okay, she's you know a single lady driving. You know, like, texting and driving, but, like, mapping and driving? Yeah. It's just not an easy thing to do. Because most of the times, in cases like that, you have someone in the car who can help you navigate. But reading a, f a goddamn map out of all things while driving, you gotta, like, zoom in, like, ultra HDR, that shit, with your eyeballs. You have to put it all the way up to here because it's so small. It is very possible that she just missed the turn and it's like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. For an hour. For an hour, though. That's the weird thing. Okay. I'm not saying it's normal, but, you know, some people make some oopsies every here and there, and hers led to this, but... I think it's weird. No, it is weird. I think it's weird. Some people agree with you. Maybe she took a pit stop in Benton for yeah, or... some weird reason. There's, For context, there's nothing in Benton. There's um, a gas station. Um, There's not even a school. There's not even a school in Benton. It ha the kids in Benton have to go to a different town to go to school. So there's absolutely nothing. Maybe a tree. Lots of trees. Oh. More than one? Yeah. Well, I mean, she crashed into one, so. Yeah, but she crashed into one. Where are the others? Okay. Well, you know what? Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you okay? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a funny laugh. That's like you losing your mind laugh. losing my mind. Um, vamping, vamping, trying to find where I was. Do to do. So take it right off the highway. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So let's go to who, who is Moore Murray or who was Moore Murray was born May fourth, nineteen eighty-two, in Hanson, Massachusetts, to parents Fred and Laura Murray. She had two older sisters and one younger brother. She was your average. She is she. She's your average middle child. Yes. Um. When 
she was six, her parents divorced, and she primarily lived primarily lived with her mother. Very common. Mm-hmm. She had a pretty normal childhood, excelling in academics and sports in high school. She developed a love for the military. And after graduating from high school, she went to the United States Military Academy in West Point, New York. Um, pretty badass, I think. She ended up Go only being she ended up only being there for one year. But she, while she was there, she studied chemical engineering. Amazing. I could never. A little bit of a genius. Yeah, I could never kind personally. Kind of badass. Yeah. You know, wielding guns in textbooks. What yeah. a woman. Um, I could not do that. No, that's fair. No, I don't think personally, I could be a chemical I don't engineer. Think, I, I don't think I could For either. the military either, because, like, you mess up, you're kind of screwed. Oh, but you could, like, design alien, like, spacecraft and stuff, because but I feel like they have bigger fish to fry over there, right? You don't okay. If you had access to that technology and that freedom, you wouldn't want to make like a UFO and go to like a different galaxy. <laughs> I mean, they're not NASA. Yeah, but like spaceship. You let me know how that goes for you. You go do that. Oh, or you build like a mega tank. <laughs> how does it have to do with chemical engineering? Because you have to chemically engineer a tank. <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose just to see the look on your face. Okay. <laughs> During her short stint at the Army Academy, she got an itch for an adrenaline rush. Oh. And an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. She's a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So she got that little itch and she was caught stealing $5 worth of makeup. <gasps> Five whole dollars? That's like a third of an hour of my time at work. Yep. That's crazy. It's like a whole 20 minutes or something. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that is an easier way to say it. Did <laughs> you like that I did math in my head? No, you so should be so proud of me. No, I am. Because I clearly didn't. Yeah. Um, you know what? You got there eventually, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad. So. Fuck, where was I? Vamping, 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 vamping. Ah, okay. Makeup. Instead, <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, give it like two minutes. Okay, well, there was a dog and it barked, and I'm sorry. I think dogs do bark. That's how they do. It. And it scared me because I was in the moment. Scared. Okay, so anyways, there's, there's- so she caught the five. She was caught stealing five dollars worth of makeup, but instead of getting expelled, they just forced her to transfer because obviously the. Army not a big fan of illegal activities, even though it was only five dollars. On that one, yeah, it's kind of like becoming a lawyer. You cannot have a goddamn thing on that record. It has yeah. to be shiny. Yeah, you even though it's only five dollars, and people are like, oh, it's only five dollars. You really can't have anything on there. No. So they had to let her go, but it was nice of them not to expel her, so it doesn't like pop up on anything or whatever, and doesn't really look bad because they're like. This barely meets the offense line, yeah. but we, like, can't. So, like, yeah. Yep. So, um, so Shmora then transferred to U of Mass and Amherst into the nursing program. Um, so that's where she is, the time of 2004, that's what she was doing. She was in the nursing program of U of Mass, University she of Massachusetts. Such a, um, such a resume. Right. No, like all the experience she's racking up is insane. It, yeah, she's got a lot of experience in her play right now. Chemically engineer 
you know, she's kind of a full engineer. She was in the Army Academy. Now she's a nursing student. She's got all these things under her belt. No, she's for real. She has that little thing on her record, but, you know, maybe that's it's just a bump in the road. Fine. I just want to make sure this is still recording. That'd be awkward if it wasn't, I but would, I wouldn't put it past it. I would cry. And just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So now let's jump to November 2003. It's about three months before her disappearance. She got into more trouble when she was caught using a stolen credit card. So now we're bumping up a little bit. We're going from stealing $5 worth of makeup to using a stolen credit card. No, it's one of those things. Like the $5 was a gateway. Yeah. Exactly. It was a gateway. And now she's like slowly building up. Yeah. So this doesn't look great. She used the stolen credit card to purchase food. All charges were all charges were dismissed due to good behavior in the past. Oh. I don't maybe they saw that she was like a chemical engineer and they're like, oh shit, she's gonna make a tank on us. We're, maybe we're gonna die. Yeah, I just think it's weird because they said in the past. So that means they let it go because she was probably like in the army and she was in the nursing, she was a nursing student. So it was more like a, just a slap on the back and be like, hey, it's more like a slap on the wrist. Yeah, like, slap on the wrist. Like, don't do that again. No bueno. Bad, yeah. bad, bad. Really appreciative if you don't do that anymore. That was my dog. Oh. She's lying outside the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> so February 5th, 2004. Now, this is a few days before her disappearance, because mm-hmm. mind you, she, this all like went down on February 9th. Yeah. Um, she was chatting on the phone with her sister mm-hmm. as she was sitting in in the front desk of her campus security job at UMass. Um, mm-hmm. She was chatting about the usual stuff when she all of a sudden broke down in tears and her supervisor obviously took notice. Her supervisor walked over, walked over and she completely, she just completely zoned out. And when asked what was wrong, she was unresponsive. She finished her shift and her supervisor walked her back to her dorm. Um, When she was asked what was wrong, she managed to mumble these two words. My sister, my sister. Her sister later in the media explained the context of this call. Caitlin, the sister, was just released from rehab and her fiance was taking her to a liquor store when they had gotten into an argument all while she was on the phone with Maura. What do you think Mm. of that? I was going to say if they weren't on the phone, like, they could have been, like, Maura could have, like, tried to take the line f- away from her sister. And they got into, like, you know, and you're, like, arguing and pulling yeah. and things just sometimes drop or fly. I was going to say that could be a possibility, but they were on the phone. So unless she, like, well, poltergeist did it, I don't. It was her husband. Her and her, hu- or her, um, her fiance got in a fight outside a liquor store. Okay, because her, yeah, sorry, that the way I worded that was confusing. The Her fiance brought Maura's fiance? No. Caitlin. Caitlin's fiance brought Caitlin to a liquor store. Yeah. Even though she had just gotten out of rehab for alcohol abuse. That's just mean. Yeah. And then Caitlin and the fiance obviously got in an argument about this. Mm-hmm. Maura was on the phone and heard it all. She was very upset. Mm-hmm. She didn't like listening to that. Obviously, she was in distress. She. Yeah. So that's why she said, my sister, my sister. Yeah, no, because it's only natural to worry about, yeah. like, family, let alone a situation like that. Of course. So then, 
later on, on February 7th, this is now, what, two days later, Mora's father, Fred, came to visit her in Amherst, came to visit Mora. They had planned to go car shopping and then go out for dinner with one of Mora's friends. After dropping her father off at his hotel, Mora and her friend borrowed his car to go to a party later that night. Okay. Okay, so now it's 2.30 a.m. At 2.30 a.m., she left the party and drove his car with all intentions of returning it. We know, so far, what we think is mm-hmm. she had all intentions of returning this car. Yeah. Um, after an hour of driving, she hit a guardrail on the freeway in Hadley, mm-hmm. Hadley, Massachusetts. When the police showed up, they did not give her a sobriety test or file any charges. Yeah. She was driven back to a motel by the police officer and slept there that night. She mm-hmm. said she woke up in the middle of the night to call her boyfriend and her father from her father's phone and talk about all that had happened. Come Sunday morning, her father finds out about finds out that the auto damage is covered by his insurance and he just needed to remind Mora to go get the reforms on Monday from the for the accident and told her to do so at 11:30 p.m. That night over the phone, they also agree to call again the next night to fill out the paper papers together yeah you know sometimes you need help like yeah no i always like need to have my mom review it or be like what the hell does this mean because i swear to god the government or like whatever like the institute yeah or places, they, they, they make it impossible to word for a reason yeah like i shouldn't have to whip up like a dictionary or a thesaurus to read your goddamn yeah like entries look so she mora and her father, they had a plan. They were going to call the next night mm-hmm. to fill out this paperwork. Come Monday, Maura emailed her boyfriend saying, I just got your message, but honestly, I don't I didn't feel like talking about talking to hold on, let me re-say that. Yeah. <laughs> I just got your message, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking too much of anyone. I promised to call today though. End quote. At the same time, she called her apartment complex in Berlin, New Hampshire, that she and her family spent... She's, oh, my God. Why can't I speak today? At the same time, she called an apartment complex in Berlin, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. that she and her family spent a lot of time... They spent a lot of time there in her childhood. She has a lot of fond memories there. She called them up, but she did not rent the apartment. After the call, she made an unknown call to some nursing peers. She then emailed her work supervisor, the same one who witnessed her breakdown couple mm-hmm. days ago um and said there had been a death in the family and she needed to go home on account of a family emergency makes sense um post his parents it ca- it came out that there was no death or emergency in the family awkward yeah so she had lied to her supervisor about something very severe drastic yeah it's one thing to say oh my whatever fell down the stairs i need to go and help or like yeah there's so many other like last minute scenarios that you could come up with or just say you got a flat tire yeah but she did that and was obviously they later asked oh my goodness about this death in the family there was no death in the family okay weird awkward yeah i'm sorry yeah it's one thing to lie about something small versus a death Yes. That's drastic. That is drastic. Whatever. I can't say that word. Drastic. 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 Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yep. 
An hour after her phone call, she called some hotels in Stowe, Vermont, but it was just pre-recorded information that she had kept. What? <laughs> Can't read my own stuff. <laughs> An hour after her phone calls, she called some hotels in Stowe, Vermont, but it was just pre-recorded inf- information she kept reaching. So mm-hmm. she was calling and like it was, it was like, just the robot. Yeah, the robot that answers. A few minutes after that, at 2.15, she reached out to her boyfriend once again and told him she will contact him later on. Later on, yeah. <laughs> she packed her car with clothes, toiletries, and her textbooks. Around 3.30 mm-hmm. p.m., she left campus in her black Saturn sedan. Shortly after that, she withdrew $280 from the ATM, which was close to her entire balance of her checking account. And wait, d- didn't you pull up a translation of this? I did. No. So in two that so in two thousand four, two hundred and eighty dollars would be the same as four hundred and fifty six dollars in twenty twenty three. That is a lot of money. So that's a good amount of money. That's a it's solid a- amount. Yeah. Wow. It's a solid amount of money. Um. So she she was alone at the time of withdrawal. The Cameras at the ATMs did pick her up. If you look it up, you can see the footage. Mm-hmm. You can find it. There's not really much you can get from it. Other than, like... But you know this happened. You're sort of taking do- her own money. Yeah, this is documented. This is the time this happened. Was that the last sight it, like, recorded? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She was at, alone at this time. Yeah. Um, well, actually, no, this was not the last time. Because after emptying her the ba- account, she went to the liquor store and oh, purchased... Okay. $40 worth of alcohol. So imagine now what $40 in 2004 is. I probably like probably like $80 yeah, worth of alcohol. That's insane. Just honestly. for herself. That's a little weird. So in her purchase, this included Bailey's Cologne. Cologne? Cologne. No, not Cologne. I don't know how to say this. For all you alcohol drinkers out there, K A A. H L U A. I don't know how to say that. Um, vodka and a box of wine. Kahlua vodka. No, Kahlua, comma, vodka. Oh, Kahlua and vodka. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, there we go. I don't I don't do the liqueur, so no, I don't either. Know. Neither do I. You are currently being called Miss Popular. Oh, by a spam wrist. Oh. It's gonna hit on all. Okay. Look at the I'm so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So goofy. Oh, so you silly goose. Silly goose. Oh my god. Okay. I so think we tortured me. Mr. Carey today. Would that, that was so random. Oh, with me shitting in the yard? <laughs> no, the whole silly goose. Oh my god, you goober. That whole thing. <laughs> that. He he kept looking like oh, like he, I'm gonna be the kid he hates. No. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Okay, I appreciate you playing Pokemon while Thank we do you. this. I personally have the attention span of a goldfish. I see that. <laughs> but I'm still participating. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the memory of a goldfish. I think that's the same. Because I feel like goldfish sit around and do nothing a lot. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty content doing that. Okay. Okay, Emily, I'm still participating. I'm glad you're participating. <laughs> I gotta catch some gold books. But go on. <laughs> So, around 3.30 p.m., she left campus in her black sedan, in her black Saturn sedan, for all you car junkies out there. Um, <laughs> and she 
went to, she went to the ATM, she withdrew the money, she got some liquor. Um, she was also alone at the time of the purchase, um, of both purchases. The police later checked her apartment to find that almost everything had been packed up in boxes, as if she was getting ready to move. The posters on the walls had been taken down and stored away. That's very weird. That's sorry. That's and very. And she didn't weird. tell anyone about. She didn't tell anyone. She says there's a family emergency to her boss. She's saying I'll call you tonight. I'll call you there later. There had on. to be something that like the family or just anyone around her didn't know. Like maybe she was involved in something sketchy. Maybe because typically in situations like that, people are too scared to ask for help, or there's so yes. many different things. There's a lot of like theories out that maybe she was trying to get away from her boyfriend but then like but then why would she because she didn't want to talk to him no she didn't want to talk to him but then like why is she bringing the textbooks if she's not planning on coming back um maybe she's interested in applying to a different school it's just so weird textbooks are expensive no, it's just weird because she's not telling anyone. No, she's not telling true. her family. She's not telling her sister. She's having all these weird interactions with people. Yeah. And now she just disappears. She gets in a car accident and she just disappears. Yeah, no, that is weird. It's it's very weird. Um. So, and the posters on the wall have been taken down, sort of way, yada, yada. She left town after purchasing the alcohol and headed up 91 North. Her last known use of her phone was when she checked her voicemail during the car ride. And that brings us to the crash, which we already discussed. Yeah. I'm going to stop here for today. Um, check us out on our next episode. I'm going to do a little more digging into it. Next episode, I'm going to try to do um, more about the investigation after the crash. Why the heck did she go to Benton, New Hampshire? Why was she going to Verlin- Burlington? Why did she not let anybody know? I'm going to try to figure that out. No promises, but that's what I'm hoping you do. Because I would love to know. And I hope you think keep listening, guys. And thank you to Riley Woo. for joining us. And I hope you come again. Thank you. Bye.